the Click and Go Travel Podcast, fueling your wanderlust with far-flung, off-the-beaten-track destinations to just across the water and everything in between. Joining Paul and I for this week's travel podcast is Luke and Wendy. Luke is from our product team and Wendy is from our sales team, um, and they're just returned back from a fam trip to the Costa del Sol. Welcome, Wendy. Welcome, Luke and Paul. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Hi, folks. Hey, so I just mentioned a fam trip. Wendy, would you explain to the listeners what a fam trip is? I will, of course. Um, so fam trip is short for familiarization trip. So essentially, with being in the travel industry, we're very lucky to get sent to some nice places to check out the accommodation that we feature and the um, just the, the generally the main resorts, just so that we can tell our, our um, findings and what we see and sell it better to our customers. Great. We had a nice four days in the Costa del Sol, which was very, very nice compared to the weather that we're having here at the moment. So tough job, but yeah. somebody's got to do it, hey? Oh, absolutely. And you visited one or two hotels, right? Over 20, was it? <laughs> one or two or 20, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was going to add hard work as well. They're not all easy. <laughs> Definitely not. But there is nothing like actually getting to see a resort oh, or yeah. getting to see the properties to really understand who it's for, who it's going to work for. And, you know, for somewhere as important as the Costa del Sol, like the Costa mm. del Sol is that area on the south of Spain yeah. that is served by Malaga. You know, it's it's a huge, huge, you know, range of resorts along the coast there. And Costa del Sol translates into the Sun Coast. Yeah. You know, and the Irish just love it. It's been a top holiday destination for the Irish for so long. Like there's two million trips taken every year from Ireland to Spain. Wow. Wow. Two million. Like we have a population of just over five million and there's two million trips per annum from Ireland to Spain. So really, really important. Really, really popular. Uh, but really important also for the guys to get to see it. So mm. what were your yeah. what were your impressions? That w- that was actually one of the things that really appealed to me and and I can understand why there's so many um, visitors is the the proximity to the airport. Mm. So it, it, I, I couldn't believe how quick it was. Like you're you're talking 15, 20 minutes and you're in one of the the, the main resorts of, say, Tormelinas. And then the fact that they all just run into one another then and they're all a short distance from one another is, is just fantastic. I, I thought that was brilliant. It's mm. great. Yeah, I mean, there's no coincidence why it's one of the most popular destinations you kind of... Uh, when you get there, you realize that it really does have everything you want from from a holiday. If you're looking for sun, see, you you understand why two million people go there mm. every year. Definitely. No, but it is great. It's yeah. it's a, it's a it's you know Malaga city itself. I was in Malaga last Friday. Uh, I was on a cruise. We were just pulled in for the day, and even Malaga city, you know, very close to the airport, but the city itself is just. Absolutely magnificent. No matter where you are, if you're going to the Costa del Sol for a holiday, make time to get into Malaga City and see the city. Great hop on, hop off bus tours. You know, there was incredible Christmas lights. The Spanish just love Christmas. So it was all lit up for Christmas last week. The shopping is brilliant. There's an outlet mall situated between the airport and Malaga City. So, you know, not only is the shopping great in the resorts and the value for money down there, I think, was that something you really picked up on in terms of costs of meals, costs of eating out, drinking, you know, entertainment, all really, really good value for money. 
absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, what you were saying about Malaga City, Paul, a lot of our hosts down um, in the resorts, when we met with them to be shown around the hotels, quite a few of them mentioned maybe going into Malaga as it's so close and Mm. that it was going to be lovely over the Christmas and we didn't unfortunately get a chance. But we certainly noticed a lot of the the stores and the shopping around. So we noticed that there's a few Dunn stores down there as well. (laughs) (laughs) Just on the outskirts of Bangarola, there's a Dunn store. Yeah, it's been there there 30, 40 years. Yeah, yeah. So we were we were pleasantly surprised by that a little a little taste of home, um, but yeah, I, I was kind of raging. We didn't get a chance to do Malaga, but we 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 got a lot done in in our four nights down there. So oh, great! And what was the weather like down there for this time of year? It was Lovely. gorgeous. It was, was it? Go- I couldn't believe it. Because we send photographs back, and you know, every photograph I'm in a summer dress. Um, now, so, some of the lads were dressed for winter, like Caelan, <laughs> one of our sales team, had a hat on the whole time, but he wears a hat all the time, all year round. So don't don't let that put you off because it, the, the weather was was glorious. And this was the first week in December. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, look at our first week in December, you know, like the, guy, yeah. the guys came home, I think, on the, the, the day that it initially had the temperature plunge and the snow beginning to yeah. fall. And it's a shock to the system to leave 18, 19 degrees. But even even if the temperature is not in the 20s, just the brightness, the blue skies, the loveliness of being, you know, somewhere sea. bright and sunny. Yeah. Mm. Beside the sea, it's it's it was just gorgeous. Even in preparation for this podcast, I out of curiosity checked the temperature today in the Costa del Sol. It's 18 degrees today. And I, I was kind wow. of thinking, what would that be compared with? the Canaries and it's actually hotter than the Canaries right now. Wow. <laughs> so, there you go. Interesting. I mean, for half half the price of a winter holiday, you are going to get sun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Might, as you said, it might not be in the 20s, but it's going to be certainly in the high teens. Mm. It's a great winter option, but I suppose the Costa del Sol is really, really good for the summer months, right? Oh my God. Summer, it's absolutely brilliant. And you have such a selection of accommodation. Like maybe we'll touch on the resorts that the guys visited. Yeah. Um, you know, and we might we might start off with Tarmelinos, which is closest to Malaga, closest to the airport, and Ben Madna, which then extends in the direction of Fuengarola out of Tarmelinos. So let's let's maybe do a bit of a chat about Ben Madna, Tarmelinos, and what you thought, what were your impressions, what properties did you really like there? Yeah, um, I, I'd say for myself, if I was looking at, say, going with family, um, and it's always popular with the Irish is the Sunset Beach Club. Mm. And it was my first time to see it. So I was pleasantly surprised. So I think we all were. And even though it's, it's a little bit out of town, it's a nice stroll down, you know, along the beachfront into town. And, and it, you know, the walk was absolutely fine. We all did it there last week. But if I were looking at, say, a really nice hotel, I would look at the Saul House was beautiful or the Alley. Oh, the Alley. I love the Alley. Brilliant. Oh, it was gorgeous. Absolutely. And I'd say, because, you know, the five of us that were on the trip, you know, came out of each hotel asking, what did you think? And I think we all kind of fell in love with the Saul House and the Alley. Okay. And and like the Saul House and the Alley are right beside the marina in Balmadna. Okay. And then the sunset is just, as Wendy says, just a walk along the beach heading out of Benalmadna itself. 
but a great property. Like it's an Irish-owned property. It's owned by FBD Insurance. Okay. Um, it is our top-selling property. Yeah, it is. A really yeah. good standard of accommodation. Very good four-star. Really good year-round property. It's open year-round. An awful lot of the an awful lot of the hotels down there are year round. Some closed for the winter, yeah, just in yeah. terms of the capacity and the demand piece. But uh, like the marina in Belmadna and all of that area is just, it's just so easy. Stunning. Mm. It was absolutely yeah. stunning. It was gorgeous. And there was like, there was lots of hustle and bustle around. You know, there was still people. There's lots of like little kind of souvenir shops and restaurants and bars and it was still fairly busy even for December, yeah. you know, so it like uh, we, we loved it around the marina area. And the other yeah. like the main kind of Tarmelinas is also lovely. They have done an incredible job. Like Tarmelinas is one of the original holiday resorts. OK. Mm. And, you know, maybe it was developed when planning wasn't the most thought out or the aesthetics weren't the most thought through. So there's a little bit of high rise going on in Tarmelinas, but they've done a great job on pedestrianising the, the yeah. main streets in the town. Um, it, they, they've spent a fortune on this new great boardwalk along the front so that you can kind of get from Tarmelinas the town, get the lift down to the beach level, walk along the front, walk along towards Caruela, the old kind of fisherman's beach area of Caruela, which is just wonderful. There's just so much between Tarmelinas, Caruela, Benalmadena, and it is probably in distance wise five or six kilometres, seven kilometres long, mm. but very accessible yeah. and, and great accommodation options right the way along uh, yeah. in all parts. Like I loved Tarmelinas. I was so impressed with Tarmelinas the last time I was there in terms of the spend and the investment. Yeah. For me, Tarmelinas kind of epitomises don't judge a book by its cover. Mm. I was kind of similar. You know, it's high rise when you look at it. But like you said, the investment that's gone into the, the properties as well, every property that we visited you can tell you could tell a huge amount of money had been spent on them mm. the level of the quality accommodation was really really good and like that super accessible you can walk along the promenade the whole way down and the, the resorts kind of flow into each other so um, I think for people booking I wouldn't get too caught up in necessarily wanting to be in one resort or the other mm. they are yeah. easily accessible and if you easy to get between the two of them there's good transport links the taxis are cheap yeah uh, or if you wanted to rent a car it's super simple to drive around that area um like we did so yeah mm. really 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 good experience yeah. and then you also then visited kind of the, the resort of Wangarola and some of Mijas Costa so maybe give us a bit of a flavor these are just further west okay. Jill. so when you when you leave the airport you're heading west you first hit Tarmelinos, you then hit Benalmadena and you, you don't, you're not too far out of Benalmadena before you start hitting Las Beliches and Fuengarola. Yeah, I think and Luke will probably agree Mijas is, is that little bit quieter um, okay. but again, you know, a lovely little town. It's, I suppose if I want to say more typically Spanish where, you know, with all the little side streets and kind of more low rise buildings, there are a couple of high rise obviously um, but it, it was, it was Definitely quieter, but had gorgeous restaurants. Um, we we did Mijas Costa on our first day there, and it, it, I I thought it was lovely. Mm. I, I did. You know, I suppose if you're going during the summer and it's going to be obviously busy in the summer, but you wanted a smaller, more intimate resort, I suppose, compared to Tormelinas or Bella Medina. Um, but it, it it is really lovely down in Mijas. 
Yeah, it's fabulous. It's still rich with culture. I mean, I think the Holocaust of El Sol probably gets a bad rap um, unfairly because the place is rich with culture uh, and great cuisine. It's just about kind of looking in the right place. Once you look a little deeper, we found some fabulous restaurants. We had mm. some really good, really, really good authentic Spanish meals, um, met some lovely people in the restaurant. So, but yeah, Mijas was, was probably up there with one of my favourite places we visited. So you got into the town of Mijas itself. You, you drove up to Mijas. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love it. It is like it's a typical Spanish Pueblo town. Okay. And yeah. It's inland. So not many people actually would stay there for the holidays. There are a few hotels there. Yeah. But it's so close to Frangarola. It's at, behind Frangarola, in the hills behind Frangarola. Yeah. And then it looks down on what's called Mijas Costa and Mijas Costa kind of runs into Frangarola. So it's but slightly it's, different. But it is yeah, lovely. Yeah, bit, like it's very typical. You know, there's, you do the donkey rides, you can do all the kind of traditional stuff, but it's lovely squares and, you know, cafes just sitting out. Uh, like Mijas, and, and the views are spectacular, aren't they? Oh, and even when we had dinner there on our last night in the town, now I, we could have been in Cala de Mijas. Oh, La Cala de Mijas, which is down on the coast. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, but but the way they had it decorated for Christmas, it was it was just gorgeous. It was absolutely oh, gorgeous. Brilliant. Very good. And then one of the other days you went on the far side of Malaga over to Nurka. So talk to us about Nurka. My absolute favourite. Okay, very good. Yeah, it it was it was just gorgeous. Um, and the if I if I were to go back, I probably would stay down in, in Nurka. Um um, would stay at one of our, our, our it was just my favourite property overall. It's called the Ona, Ona Marina Stenerka. Mm. It's a little bit outside of the town, but it was just amazing. It was amazing property. I, I loved everything about it, the stretch of beach that it was on. They do weddings down there. You can see why they do weddings down there <laughs> because it was just absolutely stunning. And you're only five, ten minute bus rides outside of the town where um, there are some other hotels there as well near where the Balkan de Europa is. Yeah, yeah. But the, the views were breathtaking. Absolutely gorgeous. More traditional, yeah. It was stunning. We were there bright and early. It was nine in the morning and the water was like glass. Yeah. And the property set right on the beach so they have access straight from the, their pool area. You just walk straight out onto the beach. Um, and they had a fantastic kids club as well that they run in the summer. Uh, so really perfect for families. If you wanted to be a little bit further outside the town, you could do it all inclusive if you wanted. Um, but the, the property was stunning. And that's the Honest de Marina. That's the one you're yeah. talking about. And where the Balcon de Europa is, is is right in the centre of the town of Nurka. And there is just a lovely kind of town, village feel for Nurka. Uh, like it's very different to the other side of the coast, but yeah. uh, really, really gorgeous. It, it almost reminded me of being in the centre of Sorrento. Okay. You know, where you had those, you know, it's kind of the, it's almost like a square where you have the little side streets running off it loads of little restaurants and bars you could sit outside but then the the edges of the town say you have the, just this drop down to the sea but the, the views were just just unbelievable and like time wise and distance wise you're only about 45 minutes 45 from Malaga minutes. airport yeah 
Yeah. So it's yeah. not too long a transfer, but a very different no. feel and a very different vibe. You're heading over to the Granada side of the Costa del Sol. So, you know, you have plenty more even along the coast that you can access from there. Yeah. And the atmosphere was brilliant. We were there and there was it was a Spanish bank holiday. So it was nice and busy, but you just felt it was a great atmosphere. It was everybody was friendly, everybody was having a great time, kids running around playing, felt very safe. Um and really lively. It was. It was a. It was like same as Wendy. I think it was probably buzzing. my favorite. So yeah. it sounds like it sounds like you were really pleasantly surprised by the resorts themselves, and and the properties that you saw. Yeah, absolutely. We sat in the in the square and had lunch outside. You know, we had gorgeous food, maybe a little pint or two, which was very reasonably priced, like really reasonably priced. Then we had, we all had ice cream and it was, it was December. So I was still shocked by eating ice cream outside in a sundress in December. I was more shocked when we arrived back in Dublin. I know. <laughs> but definitely then not just a summer destination. Yeah. Like very much a year-round destination from what you're saying to enjoy that sort of climate and weather in December. And that's really mm-hmm. when, like, from a value point of view, the Costa del Sol is is really affordable because the property prices, the, the accommodation rates drop in the wintertime substantially. Yeah. The flights are year-round. The weather is pretty good. Um and, and and why not go? So yeah. in terms of in terms of the properties, had you any favorites, Wendy and Luke? What were what were your standout properties? I definitely think it would have to be the owner in Nurka for me. Um but then very, very pleasantly surprised by the Bahandillo, yeah. um, which they have renovated this year. And the rooms were great size. It's right on the Caruela area of Tormelina. Mm. So it was it, location was perfect. Um, but also with the Buensal. Mm. So even though they're only kind of rated as a two star, they've redone all of their Sevier rooms. But they were they were really lovely. Yeah. Really very, very nice. Yeah. Great. And Luke? My my favorite's probably um the Sol Principe was a fabulous property. It has this ginormous, big, lovely pool area. It's a real kind of organic pool and it moves in and around the bar areas. Um, fantastic facilities. They pretty much had it all. Yeah. Uh, and then lots of different types of accommodations. You could do kind of studios, one beds, two beds. Um, a really, really good option. And then my second favorite probably uh, was the LA in Bella, Bella Medina. Mm-hmm. Um, it was it was a lovely property like that, right on the marina, brand new, refurbished, great facilities, two lovely big pools, uh, and they kind of really had it all. They have some lovely artwork around the hotel as well. So, and even the some of the rooms, the artwork is transferred into the rooms where they have like brightly colored bedspreads and it's not your, you know, some of the hotels are very yellow and that puts me off a hotel when they paint it <laughs> yellow, you know, but it was, it was love. The LA was, was, I think we all had a little soft spot for it because it was really, really nice. And I think that's adults only now as well. Oh, is it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And the LA itself, like that property was built probably very early 70s, if not late 60s. It, to me, typifies the Costa del Sol in being a destination that was to the forefront of the, of the travel industry and, and holidays and package holidays, but also very clear 
with regard to the level of investment that the tourist board and Delucia.org and the Costa del Sol tourism people are putting into the into the resorts and into the properties, they are constantly reinventing themselves. They're constantly improving the standard of the accommodation. So whilst the resorts are, are very well established and very well known and the properties are there for quite some time, they are constantly, constantly spending money, investing, upgrading and improving. And that, to me, is what was the most noticeable thing from my last visit down there. It restored kind of my faith in the Costa del Sol as a, yeah. as a, as a really top quality product for families, for couples, you know, for the luxury market, for absolutely everything, for the over 50s, over 60s market, because, you know, they spot the value year round. Like we've done a piece for the podcast before on the value in the wintertime. Like yeah. there's some great four star hotels in the wintertime in the Costa del Sol, which, you know, operate on a dinner, bed and breakfast rate yeah. of 40 euros a night. Yeah, like, so it's great for long stays as well during the, the winter. Cost of what your pension <laughs> yeah. would yeah. be if you were getting the state pension. And you can enjoy, as the guys are saying, this sort of weather. And it's just, it's just an all-round great destination. The Scandinavians have done it right because while we're there, there's an awful lot of Scandinavians who are there for long stays and they obviously just are ahead of us <laughs> on that one. Um, they stay for a month, two months during the winter. Uh, mm. They get it at great value. The properties are nice and quiet, eat out every other night. Um so, yeah, I'm very jealous of them at the moment. Yeah. Mm, mm. <laughs> and there's loads of capacity from Ireland to to fly into Malaga. Huge. From like Erlingus. So much. In the summertime, Erlingus put on one of their A330s, one of their wide body aircraft daily out of okay. Dublin. Uh, they have another flight later in the afternoon. There will be flights out of, you know, Cork and Shannon and Knock in the summertime. Ryanair have, you know, three or four flights a day out of Dublin mm. in the summer to Malaga. It is year round daily. Yeah. with Erlingus and Ryanair yeah. out of Dublin and then summer out of all of our regional airports with massive capacity. Like it is, you know, you will have no problem getting, you know, the right time, the right flight price, um, the right day of the week in terms of looking for the best value for money mm. and the best time of, of the year to book is now, now effectively yeah. when you can get your holiday yeah. booked for a euro with, yeah. you know, with any of our packages that include Nerlingus flight. On a daily basis out of, out of Ireland to Malaga in the summer, there must be 10 flights a day. Very, yeah. very popular. Which I found actually great as well because I, I live in the Midlands. So we had, even though it was the winter, we had an afternoon flight, mm. which was great because the Air, Dublin airport was really quiet, you know, because I think when people book, they they want to be there early and, you know, they, mm. you know, they usually it's cheaper, but the the afternoon flight was terrific. Then we got an afternoon flight home and like that, because you've got choice, you know, during the winter, they don't just reduce it to an early morning flight going out mm. and, you know, an early morning or very late flight coming back. There's still plenty of choice between you know, Aer Lingus and, and, and Ryanair. And any last top tips on the Costa del Sol for the listeners? I think if you're going in the winter, you, you kind of, you know, obviously it's not going to be as busy, but I wouldn't let that put you off because it was really lovely that it was quiet because you could walk into a restaurant and, you know, have a table and not needing to have reservations. But for me, yeah, I, like I definitely don't let the, the winter put you off because the weather is definitely going to be better than here. <laughs> And you, Luke, any tips? I think for us that the godsend was TripAdvisor. <laughs> we got yeah. some fantastic restaurant recommendations from TripAdvisor. Uh, so if you are going, kind of look on TripAdvisor, have a look through a couple of the restaurants. The places, 
the, the restaurants are in abundance, so you have lots of options. But if you want to find really, really good food, kind of do your research before before yeah. going in and, and you'll find some some gems. And like there's some great Chiringuitos all along the beach, all along the beach from Tarmelinas right down to Benalmadna and then in Frangarola. And these Chiringuitos are just like cafes oh, where cool. they serve great, you know, really affordable meals and, and you're just sitting on the coast. And in the wintertime, if it's, you know, if it's that bit chillier, you can sit indoors. But like it sounds like the guys were sitting out. Yeah, but what we, we were outdoors the whole time wow. when, we, when we ate. Yeah. Wow. Except, except for in the evening for, for lunch, we mostly set outdoors and like that, you know, the, the beach w- was lovely and quiet, yeah. but there were still people walking along the beach. There were still people braving the water and in swimming <laughs> and surfing. And, you know, it was it was lovely to see a resort in the winter. But, but still have plenty of kind of buzz about it. Brilliant. And now we have like five people in the team who are totally up to speed on yeah. all of the accommodation, all of the resorts. They'll be doing training sessions with the rest of the team next week. We've loads of video content. Like for Luke and the product team, it really helps him understand well, these are the right properties that we have or where the gaps are. So that for Click and Go, the product knowledge is really, really strong. So. And these trips are very important. Well, they are, you know, yes. like it, it brings the place to life. You know, like yeah. the guys are getting questioned all the time by, you know, our customers as to where to go. What do you think? What do you recommend? Yeah. And, you know, from our point of view as a business, we think it's really important to invest in this sort of stuff because it's the knowledge and the firsthand experience. And then that's shared right through the team. So really good. Well done. Tough few days work. Yeah. Very busy. Yeah. <laughs> and and Kaylin talking about Kaylin, he's he's off on another fam trip this week. He's down in Lanzarote. So oh, the travel yeah. industry, yeah. you know, if you're looking for a nice job, <laughs> the travel industry is is out there with some nice kind of perks and benefits. So drop us a, drop us a note. Get onto the website jobs at clickandgo.com. <laughs> yeah. So any any last minute kind of pointers or just go, just book it, <laughs> get, get, get out it. of here and this ice and snow and go and enjoy eighteen degrees. Love it, love it. That's that's yeah, the right I answer, Wendy. Yeah, <laughs> it really does have kind of everything you could possibly want from a, a holiday destination. You have the the sun, the sea, the beaches, and when it's getting so many tourists every year, uh, it has the facilities for them. So a huge selection of accommodations if you wanted to do self-catering, uh, if you wanted to go all-inclusive or just room only, mm. you can pretty much find anything you want. And then lots of activ- activities for the kids, stuff to do. And then like that, plenty of culture as well. Uh, it's just looking in the right places. Visit um, Malaga for the day, go into the Picasso Museum. Yeah, plenty to do. And, and not too far from Granada, not too far from Seville, not too far from Cordoba. Yeah. Hire a car for a couple of days and just head up into yeah. the head up into the mountains and, and all of those lovely Pueblos Blancos and Mijas itself, of course. Yeah. Great. Great. Thank you very much for joining us today, Luke and Wendy and Paul. We hope you enjoyed learning a little bit more about the Costa del Sol. Um, if you'd like to follow us on our social media channels, you can do so on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and we are on TikTok now as well. We are. Thanks very much for listening. 